Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another amazing episode of Character Unlock. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about today, because nothing's happened. It, literally nothing has happened. So instead we're just going to talk probably just a, more, you know, a little bit more about what we've been playing, because that's all we can talk about. I'm hosting this week, I'm Andrew Brooklyn, and joining me is my partner in crime, my good buddy John Miller. You alright mate? How do? How are ya? Yeah, pretty good. Yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit later in the week than we usually record. It's Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I was kind of hoping that would mean, you know, something would happen Tuesday night or Wednesday morning so that we'd have something to talk about, but apparently not. Well, the last couple of times we've recorded on a Tuesday and then something's happened between us recording and the episode going live, usually on the Wednesday, that's really fucked us over. And then this time, nah. Guarantee you something happens tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. No, absolutely. <laughs> or right now. Oh, right now, yeah. Well, literally, while we're recording something, well, at least if it happens while we're recording, we can say, oh, yeah, look, breaking news ish, kind of. Breaking news if you're listening to this live, which you can't. Yeah. So, or I, can you? Yeah, maybe they can. <laughs> Never know who's listening, mate. Big brother and all that. Yeah. But now you've made me paranoid, and I'm going to open up Eurogamer while we talk, <laughs> just in case something happens. My my laptop doesn't have a refresh button. Yay! I I, I don't know what to do about this. Okay, let's not worry about that. How have I never noticed that my laptop doesn't have a refresh button? I don't know. <laughs> there's got to, there's got to be some kind of keyboard shortcut in there somewhere. I, I don't know. You fucking bought the thing. I know. And until this point, I haven't regretted it once. Fucking spanner. <laughs> oh, dear fucking lord. Let's maybe not worry about my Mac and what it can and can't do. Let's talk you about spend that games. kind of money on a goddamn computer and you it don't even have, have a fucking F5 key. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Anyways, Games. Yay, games. Yay, games. The thing uh, we're, we're kind of here to do. Yeah, the thing we're kind of here to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, so there's no news. Nothing's happened. So I th- we'll dive straight into what we've been playing. So I think we've both been playing a fair amount the last couple of weeks. Yeah, a fair amount of roughly the same stuff. Um, yeah, well, for the first time in fucking ages, you and me... Actually played a game together. Two games together, mate. We've done it twice in two separate nights as well. Yeah, Which, two different games as well. Kind actually. of ish. Uh, Almost. Yeah. They are different. 
ish. They have different names, just by one character. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know which one you want to start with. I'll tell you what, you go first. You start with whatever you want to start with. Uh, let's start with the Destiny 2 beta. Yeah. I mean, because we ended the show last time out with the Destiny 2 beta being a, a thing to, to talk to play when the episode went live on the Sunday, which was the. Was it the Sunday? I, it was the, yeah, the Sunday morning. The, the episode Sun- went Sunday live Sunday morning. morning. Uh, right at the end of the, the actual, you know, the beta that I recommended everyone go play. Uh, to be fair, I think Bungie may have realised that we were late and they extended it by a couple of days. It was definitely yeah. for us. There's no other reason for it. It was definitely for us. And if you were listening to it on Sunday and you went, oh yeah, I better play that, you actually got access to the farm, which was the new social space, which was available on Sunday for a couple of hours. Or just one hour. <laughs> it, was like, it was like eight until nine or something. What was the farm? Because I, I don't think I got onto that. No, I, neither did I actually. No, oh, fair Because enough. I didn't realise until, because I saw the tweet for it going live, uh, and it said the farm will go live for one hour in what in like one hour's time. And it was like three hours ago. I was like, oh, shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the few times where that, in case you missed it, section of Twitter really ground on your nerves. Every time I've looked at my fucking phone at Twitter and I've seen that, in case you missed it. And it's always been something that it's like I've been scrolling through my feed and then I've seen a tweet from you normally. And then it comes up with, in case you missed it, the same tweet that I scrolled past and read. Excellent. It knows I'm important, you see. You can't even get rid of it anymore. It used to be you could press hide or dismiss or something that says, I don't want this. It and never now fucking you worked anyway, because you'd, you'd press across and go, do you want to see this anymore? You'd go, no. And the next time you opened up your phone, it was fucking there anyway. <laughs> wow, I just realized, I just scrolled through and I have an in case you missed it and then four tweets and then in case you missed it again from when I shut my phone down. Excellent. And in it are those four fucking tweets. Yay, Twitter. Well done. Well done, Twitter. Sort your shit out. <laughs> it's not like it's our primary way of communicating with our three listeners or anything. <laughs> so, uh... So, yes, the Destiny 2 beta. Yeah, the Destiny 2 beta was... interesting for me, to say the least. I'm a... I'm, I'm a huge fan of Destiny, and certainly been improved by the fact that I've played it recently, and the main one but playing the beta I really enjoyed the beta even as a single player the, that, the single player mission you get was a fair amount of fun walking through the uh, the crowd of, of various enemies seeing how badass the vanguard are just just casually walking through and having Nathan Fillion just like fire off a golden gun burst and Gina Torres annihilate a giant ship <laughs> That was the uh, the prologue thing at the beginning of the beta, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great. And then actually moving on, and the multiplayer bit, so the part where me and you actually had a chance to play together, and we did that strike mission a couple of times. Yeah. And our buddy Lee joined us for one of them, and we actually failed miserably at doing that one for some reason, despite when we had a random dude who kept falling at every fucking platforming He section. kept di- He died at every gap. Every time there was a platforming section, which if you played the strike, there's a fair few platforming sections. That, that dude definitely wears a fucking harness when he goes on the tube. <laughs> there's no two ways about it, because in real life it feels like that he'd be dead. He would have fallen off the street somewhere and just like <laughs> there'd have been like a pothole or something. There's only like a, a meter, uh, like uh, an inch deep, or maybe a meter wide. 
he would have fallen into it and wouldn't have been able to get out. Yeah. But yeah, so he was next to useless, that dude. He is the reason to why there are those adverts for the National Accident Helpline. Yeah. So if you've fallen over in public. Yeah. He is the reason for that. <laughs> I tripped over a ladder, I was stupid enough to walk under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, but the strike was actually a lot of fun, I have to admit, because obviously I've said a few times, a lot of times on this podcast, I really don't like Destiny, and I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, playing the strike was a lot of fun. Playing with friends probably helped a lot, and the most. I think this is, because moving on then to, to Destiny 1, which we spent four or five hours on? Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, just going through the early missions of the game because obviously I can't go any further than that A, I don't have any of the DLC and B, I was like a level not a lot I think you are a level 9 or at least you, you made it to level 9 while I was playing with you I'm currently a level 11 ah, so you've, you've moved on a little bit yeah, I, well I just I dicked about doing patrols and things just to see what it was like playing on my own because again this is the thing because I really enjoyed playing it when we were playing together at the weekend and it was a lot of fun and I wanted to be able to go you know come on the podcast and say actually no I really like Destiny but I think the thing is actually no I really like playing online and chatting bollocks with my mates while I'm doing it yeah <laughs> but you say that so openly here I will admit Destiny is not a fun game to play on your own this was the thing, and this is what I wanted to have a go. Like I did, I, I just, well, you know, the patrols are you run around the opening area. I'm sick to the back teeth of seeing that opening area as well. That I really don't like it. It annoys me now. But I ran around the opening area just doing a couple of the little patrol things, and I, I think I was trying to open up extra missions or something, because one of the missions I got from some dude at the tower was go do one of each of the patrol types. So I was off trying to do that. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't fun like, at all. Like, I was bored. And I, I played it, I think, for an hour on my Todd. And no. just It's not ah. the same. It's not entertaining in the slightest unless you've got people that you want to play with and talk to. And I think this is where Destiny 2's beta kind of is make or break. I don't think it's going to get anybody that didn't enjoy Destiny to go out and buy Destiny 2 yeah you know, I won't be buying Destiny 2 not because I didn't enjoy playing it with you because I loved it but we're back to the same problem I can't necessarily play at the same time as you so two things happen one I either play on my Todd which is boring as shit and two or sorry two I start playing with you after you've been playing for three days Max leveled, and I'm still a diddly little level three. Going, oh, I need a gun. <laughs> I need a gun that works. Well, I'm. I love the fact that with Destiny you can have multiple characters at the same time. And right now, I have a character sitting there, pretty on Destiny One at level ten, waiting for you to turn your Xbox on and play at the same time as me. <laughs> so that way, I've got a character, and yeah. I don't. It's that character is nowhere near the same place that you are in the story because I missed the first mission and we did what maybe 8 or 9 yeah so now I need to go through 8 or 9 missions just because I missed that first one with you 
and therefore all of the progress that I've got on the other missions that I've done with you don't count. Okay. So despite the fact they show up on my map as complete, I don't haven't completed the quest for them because I didn't do the first stage of the quest first. Yeah, fair enough. So I don't get any of those rewards, so I'm pretty much stuck in a position where there's now my character just doesn't get quest <laughs> experience. Yeah. But that doesn't really make a difference. It, yes, it's not unlocked sections of the map that you can only unlock after doing those quests, as proven when you discovered that you couldn't unlock the strike until you spoke to the right person. That was just hilarious. Like, after we sat there banging our heads against the wall for half an hour trying to figure out why certain missions in this strike aren't open to me, the next day I just booted it up and went and talked to somebody and suddenly it was. Mm-hmm. Idiot. Why didn't I try that Saturday night? Fucking Muppet. <laughs> but again, it's uh, again a partly my fault because I should have realised that you had you must need to speak to the right people. But it's been that long since I played that part, and for me, I don't think you needed to speak to people, or rather, it highlighted people properly when you yeah. needed to speak to them. Yeah. You didn't get the quest log back then. You didn't have individual things and how to do things. You literally just had you would just go in there and it would unlock those missions because it would be oh yeah you've completed this mission talk to so you'd yeah. go back it would then take you to the tower because it would have an icon on the tower and then it would have an icon over a person to go talk to them yeah but, but that's the other one of course where you think well it kind of hit me maybe Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday where I was thinking about it. basically I was kind of walking around jotting notes for, for when we record I was like the thing, the the great thing about this game is, you know, it it does feel much different to when I first played it when it came out. Yeah. Uh, so the hilarious bit about that is, you know, two years and hundred and forty quid's worth of game and DLC yep. later, and De- and Bungie finally have a good game. And now they're releasing the second one. I was going to say, God help all of you Destiny 2 buyers. I really hope you don't have to ha- go through that same bullshit for uh, for the sequel. Well, Vanilla Destiny was fucking awful. I, I'll admit it. If it wasn't for the social aspect and the fact that it was a game that I could play with our buddy Lee yeah. just on a daily basis and build your character up and then eventually get good enough and you know a team together and do the raid then I probably would have dropped it because it was just it was not exactly entertaining after no. completing the story and just spending ages just wandering around patrol because there wasn't a lot to do back then no and then the dark below came along the first expansion in year one and it was just a couple more missions a strike and another raid and a raid that could have been completed almost entirely solo based on the fact that there were that many cheese options so all you had to do what to do the, that the first mission was run to a certain point jump on a rock jump up onto the next level of the of the area and all the enemies don't spawn oh wow yeah because you've just skipped checkpoints <laughs> and because you skip checkpoints those enemies then between those checkpoints don't spawn and then from that because of the enemies between there and your next zone don't spawn the rest of the enemies don't spawn because they only spawn per checkpoint. Yeah. So it's another side of it is that if you were to then if you were to run through it as a blade dancer and you have the invisibility options, you can run between each checkpoint, turn invisible. Once you get to the end, it despawns all of those enemies, and then the rest of the 
the raid crew can just run through. Oh wow. Love That's actually deal. still a viable option now. Even Jesus. on the, the latest 390 version, because I did it with a buddy just like randomly last week. I was like, I wonder if it still works that I can do this. Yeah. Stuck my Blade Dancer on, stuck the exotic uh, arm gauntlets uh, that has on melee damage you turn invisible. Okay. I had the uh, upgrades to my Blade Dancer Hunter to have used my super, turns invisible, t- press the right trigger while unsupercharged. While on my, while using my super to turn invisible, crouch for three seconds, turn invisible, stab an enemy, turn invisible. Yeah. So and then the and one of the passive upgrades, which was invisibility effects, lasts longer. So it's pretty much double the time. Yeah. So literally every possible eventuality that you could think of, I could be invisible for. Wow. So I was just walking. I just walked slowly, casually, strolled my way to the end of the area. So got to the end of the area, hit the uh, the button to uh, start the door opening. So all the enemies now just start swarming me, and they've despawned from everywhere else. So my buddy, who then could just casually stroll along, all the way through, without a care in the world, while I was just waiting around, c- uh, continuously just turning invisible as I tried to keep away from all the enemies. And as soon as the uh, the door had finished fully opening and the bridge had uh, spawned com- completely, because it was like a slowly building drawbridge type thing. Yeah. In the Crota raid, and as soon as it hit that, I got hit from behind by one. It turned me invisible, and then three more hit me, and that killed me. Oh wow! Because it was just like a big wave of them all hit me at once. So it wasn't like normally when one hits you, they all then just stop attacking because they don't know where you are. But it was because it was they'd all started their hit animation before I turned invisible. They all then hit me anyway, so it killed me. But because of that, and in the raid situation that it was I couldn't be revived yeah. I had to just wait for the area to be completed but he just had casually strolled through and because he was a, a sun singer with a revive option as his super he then just stood on a rock pulled out a sniper rifle and just shot everything and killed it all <laughs> and then just casually strolled across the bridge completely fine Wow! completed the area and Jesus. we got some rewards out of it Nice. So yeah, even to this day, a pretty decent reward as well because at 390 light version of it. Yeah. I I'd only just got 390 myself, so some of my upgrades. So I just managed to up instantly upgrade a load of my armor and weapons just off basically doing no work. Wow. Yeah. But that's still a huge section of Destiny that was a massive disappointment, followed by another big disappointment in the second DLC, which was the. Um, House of Wolves which was a really long story Okay. not even a really long story it was just like maybe 8 more missions that gave you continuous fallen enemies and a story that doesn't really have any depth whatsoever because it's all based on the grimoire stuff that you need to really just like you just that's the biggest issue Destiny had was that if you wanted to look into any of the information that you were told because you were only half given information half the time for a lot of the missions yeah. you do a mission someone comes up to you and says oh this is something and then you go okay cool why <laughs> oh I can't tell you that alright and then you go looking and then you go read the grimoire which takes fucking ages to find because you have to unlock it to be able to read it yeah 
fortunately there are places out there that allow you to read it just because they've got it all up anyway like there's a destiny database of all the grimoires so you just if you get bored you could just read all of those don't think anyone would ever get that bored no no it was another one of the things I looked at and went yeah I'm not doing that but I'm just not doing that it was the Taken King which then introduced light levels being a major point so everyone would hit level 30 for House of Wolves now the new level cap was level 40 and they decided to because they'd introduced the new classes they thought oh let's give XP a a go again a little bit just so that people can get their classes up and then they introduced light level properly and I think max light was something like 200 and something it might have even been 300 yeah so people were then doing light level and you were doing the the raid at the end of it to kill Oryx um, but because light level became a thing and in order to improve your light level you either had to find better weapons yeah. or better armor which you stopped finding better versions of unless you did the raids yeah. and then later it became uh, infusion so you could find oh I like this piece of armor because it looks nice and I don't want to look like everyone else because if you did the raid and got the raid armor everyone looked like they were wearing the raid armor <laughs> So, introducing infusion, you could then infuse the decent light level armor into your current armor, so you could make your decent looking nice armor that you quite like the look of, to then be more powerful. Yeah. But, there was an odd algorithm where it basically, whatever you were infusing into it, it would split the difference. So, you had a piece of 250 light armor that you wanted to infuse with a 300 piece armor, it would then move you into like a 278, rather than a 300. Okay. So naturally, that pissed off a lot of people because you'd spend ages trying to go, well, I want this 300 armor infused into this 275, so I need to infuse a 280 first, and then a 290, and then the 300, and I'll maybe get 299. Yeah. Uh, or you install, the, you infuse the 300 straight into it, and you end up with like a 285 or whatever. Big waste of time, big waste of calculations, and there was actually websites that popped up dedicated to this is what you've got. Yeah. This is what you've got to infuse into it. What's the best? What do I need to? Else do I need to infuse into it first in order to get the best out of it? Yeah. And then around Christmas or January-ish time, since The Taken King was released, so quite not that long after, but long enough to really piss off enough of the community, including myself, they introduced. They changed infusion so that what it was you were using to infuse into went to the full light level of what it was you were infusing from. Yeah. So now 300 stuff goes and is infused and lands stays at 300. Okay. So all is good and all is well with the world of destiny. And all it took was two and a half years. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah. So that's pretty and much that- everything you need to say about Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to say one last thing, and this is something that really bugs me, and it's not just Destiny that does it, but wow, it was so prominent in Destiny. Can we just stick to one or two or nine currency types? Not 50. In our games, <laughs> please? Because not only are there a million different currency types in this game, but there's a load of, like, when you kill or, di- uh, what do you do to your weapons when you get rid uh, of them? Dismantle. Dismantle, thank you. When you dismantle your weapons, you get, you know, like, 
armor stuff and weapon material and I don't know what I'd do with any of it. I don't know where <laughs> any of it is. And for something for a game that's got so many currencies, it takes great delight in explaining fuck all. I had no idea what any of it was. So this is where you are coming in at a decent top point because you've got all of the current currencies. So you've got Glimmer, which you can have 25,000 of, which is the base. Oh yeah, this is what you use to buy stuff when yep. you're a sh- when you're at a shit level. Yep. And then you get legendary marks, which before you could uh, which is now a 200 cap and you can earn 200 as you know, that's just a cap of 200. Once you hit 200, you can't get any more. So but before, you used to get Vanguard Marks and Crucible Marks, which you could only get, I think, I think you could only have 150 of each, and you could only earn, like, 60 in a week. Okay. So you'd get the Vanguard Marks for completing challenges and stuff in the story, and Crucible Marks for doing stuff in the Crucible. And each of those currencies were available to be purchased, uh, to use to purchase goods. So you'd use the Vanguard marks to buy stuff from the Vanguard and Crucible to buy stuff from the Crucible guys. Yeah. And fairly, fairly sensible. Problem is, is that there was decent rolls of guns and armor with the Crucible, that and people wouldn't buy it because they didn't play the Crucible. Yeah. Like myself, I'm not a big multiplayer gamer. I don't like playing shooters online really. No. I played for the story and I played to play with my friends. Not I didn't care enough to play against other people. I didn't really enjoy competitive stuff. Yeah. So I never earned the Crucible marks to ever buy stuff from the Crucible guys. Yeah. Which meant I missed out on a lot of guns and armor. Yeah. So then when they moved to legendary marks, that changed it completely. That's great. Weapon parts, again, that's more of a thing now because you use weapon parts when you infuse guns. Yeah. Armor materials, however... <laughs> used to be three separate things. Yeah. One for the Hunter, one for the Titan, and one for the Warlock. Okay. You dismantle a piece of armor off the Hunter and you got something. I can't remember what it was. It was like coils. Some kind of coil. You got ones for the Titan which were like armor plating. Yeah. And ones for the Warlock which were it's been a long time since I played with the Warlock something completely else. Okay. But because you had three separate ones, if you were upgrading the armor for those, then you'd have to use that one for that one. Yeah. Now it's all armor materials for upgrades. Okay. So when you go through and you level up, you'll find this when you get to higher levels and you get better armor with upgrades. Yeah. Or rather, when you get to the max level and you actually consider upgrading your armor instead of just going, oh, this one's nice, but I'm getting going to get another one in like three minutes' time when I kill this enemy over here. Yeah. And I get a randomly better piece of armor fair enough so there, there's that then you move on to the world currency so on earth the spirit bloom on no spin metal on earth mm-hmm. on the moon it's uh, helium filaments on venus it's spirit bloom and on mars it's relic iron and on saturn it's uh, worm spore but do, I mean do you not hear how ludicrous all of that sounds I'm, I'm, I'm still not done. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. It's absolutely insane. I don't need... It, it's too complicated. Too, you know, I don't get how a community can can revolve around all of this shit. I feel like I need a spreadsheet next to me to play the game. 
It all sits in my vault. Literally all of it sits in my vault because I have no use for it at all apart from when I go, oh, I've got this gun now that's kind of one I want to keep. So a legendary fusion rifle that has armor-piercing rounds, which absolutely sublime for a strike playlist that has specialist damage or, you know, the void or solar or arc bonus damage. Yeah. Which means that the fusion rifle then with armor-piercing rounds, one round, one fire can kill a good portion of enemies. Fair enough. Because it's just like instant kill and then the rounds just go through and kill anything behind them. Fair enough. But when you're upgrading stuff, then yeah, you look through and you say, oh, I need uh, 5, 10, 15, 25, for instance, spin metal. Well, it's in my vault, so bust out one of the apps and of the of the of the stuff that you can transfer stuff around, and just go to the vault and go transfer twenty five of this to this character. Ping twenty five across, do your upgrade. Can be done on an app like that, and you can select amounts. Yeah. If you go to the vault directly yourself on the tower, and you go, I want spin metal, it will give you all of it. Why? At a cap, at a cap of two hundred. Once you've got 200, it then moves on to another one where you can cap at 200. Oh, for God's sake. Currently, I've got like 800 of each of those world things because I pick it up because my ghost has, for some reason, I've got a ghost that has, if I pick up an engram on Earth, it gives me extra spin metal. Okay. When you, when you dismantle certain things, you get certain, you get given stuff back. You complete fucking uh, patrol missions, you get given spin metal. You don't even have to go find it anymore. I don't. I can't remember the last time I actually went out and looking to try and pick up stuff. I just get given it all the fucking time. I don't even want it anymore. I've got that much of it. It's exhausting, mate. Well, I say it was great fun playing it, but just it's so exhausting. The number of trialed and failed currencies that have come in and disappeared. That it's just unreal. It's. Unbelievable. I mean, there's all kinds of crap that have appeared. And I can buy silver just... from the store as well. But it's not even useful because all that silver will do is give you an option of buying one of three boxes. Yeah. Because it used to be you'd buy silver and then with the silver you could buy emotes. So yeah. it was completely useless, completely pointless, didn't need to be purchased because it would give you a random it would give you an emote that you could then choose to do. Yeah. Like right now, my hunter will do the thriller dance. Excellent. Because I paid for that because I saw it and I was like, Yeah, fuck yeah, thriller dance. Two weeks later they then updated it and they added a patchy dance from well, that everyone knows. Yeah. I, and I was like, shit, I wish I'd bought that instead. Yeah. I just, I, like I say, so that, great fun to play with your mates, but dude. But if you're joining at this point in time, don't pay that much attention into it because it will just fuck you off. Well, this is the thing, though. I, I don't, you know, I, obviously I'm speaking for myself, but I, I'm not a stupid person. I shouldn't be that confused trying to get my head around a first-person shooter. Yeah. <laughs> I just I shouldn't and I know it's going to fuck off Destiny fans me saying that because it's an MMO and it's got a story and a lore and no it's a first person shooter and I shouldn't get a headache trying to figure out what I'm doing with the currency I just shouldn't and it certainly shouldn't have fucking microtransactions <laughs> just no. no 
the addition of microtransactions really pissed off a large a, a chunk of the community, and then loads of people spent a lot of money on it, and it's just. But this is this is the thing. This is where microtransactions. St- it's why they're still here. Because they're never going away, because people will constantly throw money at com- at games because they think, oh yeah, it's only like two pound fifty, yeah. and I can buy this. It's like you just spent two pound fifty on a dance move. Yeah. That you're only going to use maybe four times total when you press the button by accident. Yep. So, which actually works to a nice segue to one of the games I've been playing. Uh, okay. What yeah. are we playing? Lawbreakers, or more accurately, the Lawbreakers beta. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you know much about Lawbreakers? Until you started playing it and asked if I still had my PlayStation to play it. <laughs> Fair enough. Never so, heard of it. Okay, so Lawbreakers is a first-person shooter, an online-only first-person shooter, uh, in the spirit, or made by, let me get this right, Boss Key Productions. Okay. I say let me get this right because... This leads into another conversation, but I get confused between one company and the other. Now, Bosky is uh, Cliff Blazinski's company, production company. Got it. So, obviously, the guy that created Gears of War and, and co created. Uh, fuck. What was the one I played recently? Rage? Um, no. No. Um, Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm. So yes, I mean Cliffy B is a pretty well-known guy, and you know everybody knows who he is, and he's made this Lawbreakers. Uh, I heard about it. I, I want to say a year ago, but it feels like it was probably longer. And it was an online-only first-person shooter that was going to be free to play. Now I, I don't have an awful lot of time for many free-to-play games because they tend to be pay-to-win model. But what Lawbreakers is now is not paid to win because it's not free to play anymore. It's now going to be a full price £40 game. Now, the biggest problem I have with this is the fact that the game is a shitload of fun, but it took me five minutes to go, this is just Overwatch. (laughs) Because that's all it is. It's Overwatch. It's four game modes, which doesn't matter which way you cut it, basically are capture the flag and uh, point capping and various plays on those kind of game modes. There's nothing new about it. The one thing that makes it different from everything else is it's got a zero-G mechanic. So you jump and float around, which makes it a little bit interesting. Makes it sounds kind of cool. It was a really cool game to play, and the thing is, I had loads of fun playing it. I I rolled through all. I think there's eight character classes, you know, ranging from up close melee guys to guys with nothing but rocket launchers and assault. You know, a, a guy that's a, just a, and the enforcer he was the dude with just an assault rifle. Uh, 
there's a few, you know, there's a guy with just a shotgun that's really good for when you're kind of, you have to grab things and then take them back to your base and you have to protect them while they're in your base and stop the enemy from stealing it. And the guy with the shotgun was quite good for that. So I rolled through all of these character uh, classes and it was loads of fun. And I definitely would have committed time to it if it had been free to play. Definitely. Like, there's no yep. two ways about it. The day it came out, I'd have installed it, and it probably would have been quite a regular go-to game. I, I had shitloads of fun. Uh, PC and PS4 only, I believe, which, you know, is a pain in the ass when Xbox is my primary machine. But the biggest thing that really bugged me outside of it suddenly being a game that they expect me to pay £40 for, even though I've already bought Overwatch, is <laughs> much like Overwatch, it has microtransactions. It has things that I can buy. Now, much like Overwatch, and this is I fear I'm going to say that, that those words a lot, much like Overwatch, this doesn't have... Uh, like a battlefield or Call of Duty style progression system. You don't get better weapons the better, the more you level up. You don't get better armor. You don't get you know new sights. You don't you don't unlock anything. You have the same skill level. You have the same uh, weaponry no matter what, no matter what your level is, and that's great. For think you know, much like Overwatch, it's great because it means you can jump in. I've got a mate who plays Overwatch now. He didn't buy it until he, the anniversary edition came out. So the game was a year old. It took him two days to get into it. And that was just while he learned the ropes. Because there's none of this Battlefield bullshit where you jump in a year after it's come out and every motherfucker is a high-level bastard who can destroy you from across the map or you've basically got a cap gun. Yeah, There's none of that and it works really well. In Overwatch it's great. It will be great in Lawbreakers. But what it means is microtransactions are 100% for cosmetic things. So, you know, the colour of your armour or camouflage on your gun or whatever they want. Because I've not bought any. I'm fucked if I'm buying any for a beta. I'm fucked if I'm buying any at all. But I don't have much time for games that look like they're doing the community a favour by being, you know, having free DLC all the time, like Overwatch does, or, you know, we we want you to buy this game now so we can support the game. Awesome! Nice work, Boss Key. If I hadn't have seen microtransactions in your store, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have thought twice about buying it. But now you want me to buy your online-only what should be free-to-play game, and also buy cosmetic bullshit it really wound me up. I really <laughs> don't like that shit. And it kind of... It moves on to another kind of semi-rant I want to have. And as I think about this, it's possible that someone's description may not have been updated. But Saturday? Was it Saturday you and I were playing? Yes. Yeah. So Saturday night, you and me are on Xbox Live and we're just kind of gas-bagging, trying to decide what we're going to play. Obviously, we were destined to play Destiny. Yep. Uh, but while we were just kind of gas-bagging, we were talking a bit about Lawbreakers and 
I think we got into the conversation about Fortnite, so I ended up on the store and I was going through the store. Uh, on the Xbox Live store, and I haven't checked the PlayStation store, mainly because when I went onto it today to have a look, the first thing that happened was a trailer for Fortnite started playing long before any info for it came up on the screen. That's another fucking annoyance of mine. Because that happened while we were talking on Saturday. I don't want auto-playing ads. I don't care if it's on my Xbox, my PlayStation, or my fucking Google Chrome. Your video should never, ever be auto-playing. Never. But that's slightly different. The thing that got really wound me up, and this is why I got confused between Boss Key and the other one, because Fortnite is made by Epic Games. Obviously, Epic Games is where Cliffy B got his start. Now, Fortnite is something that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. It looks kind of cool. It looks fun. Uh, I remember a couple of E3s ago when they showed it off, and I was like, oh, I really I can't wait to play that. And I was a bit gutted when they said it was going to be on PC only. I don't really have a PC I can play on. What don't really want to do? buy a PC to play it on. Well, I mean, if I had the space... I would probably consider it, but... And the cash. Well, yeah. The thing is, you could... No, it's it's really shitty to say you can always find the cash. You can't, but I would find the cash to build myself a proper gaming rig if I had the room. But I have a very small house and a wife and a child and a dog and, you know, stuff. I don't have room for a gaming computer, so I was a bit gutted. Sticky fingers to go in the, in the vent. Yes, Exactly. Don't want to get their hands on my liquid cooling. You can fuck off. Liquid uh, cooling of dog piss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, when they said it was going to come to console, I was quite chuffed. I was like, you know, I, I can really get into this. When we were looking, or when we were talking on Saturday, I was looking at the description on the Xbox store, and there's a little thing in the description. What's well, a little? It's the first line of the description for Fortnite. It says, we'll be free to play in 2018 which I don't understand I don't understand how there is a a store a game on the store that you can purchase that is announcing that in six months it will be free I don't get how that's a business model at all because anybody with half a brain uh, will just go well I'll wait especially considering I've, I've discovered since or around the same time, I suppose, that you uh, we can't rent Fortnite from Boomerang Games, which is where you know you and I rent a few of our games from, because it has a one-time use code that you have to plug in online to make the game playable. Yep. So it basically has an online pass, something that not even EA do anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. God, yeah, the online pass that used to come in those disc cases. Yep. And you used to buy a second-hand game, and you used to have to go online and buy another online pass for your second-hand game. You know, or sometimes you got lucky, and you the the game that you picked up was uh, actually had a working online pass inside the case because the previous owner was a offline-only player. Yep. But it was usually only the first ones as well that you'd go in. You go into the shop and you'd pick up that pre-owned copy that was three pound cheaper than yep. buying the regular copy because it was someone who'd played just the story, didn't have online access, and traded it in after realising the story was only 30 minutes long. Yep. So, so yeah, so now we've got this game that they're announcing is going to be free to play sometime next year. Cool. If you think that's going to work, fine. 
my gripe with that is there are four different versions of Fortnite on the Xbox Store that range from forty to one hundred and twenty pounds. Who the fuck is spending a hundred and twenty pounds on a game that is telling you on the the page that you have to click buy on that it's going to be free next year? <laughs> what kind of fucking mong do you have to be? to do that no I'm going to play the devil's advocate here and I'm going to say it being free to play is probably going to follow the Star Wars Old Republic model which is if you bought it you get to play it forever at full XP gain or whatever the fuck it is Yeah. however if you play it without paying the free to play model or paying for the subscription it is free you only level up to a certain point yeah and if it does allow you to level up onwards it gives you xp at 10% of the value or 1% of the value of the xp so instead of getting your 100 xp you only get 10 okay. or 1 xp so yes it's free however if you bought it and i'm assuming that if you bought it at 40 pounds you probably still get punished in some way for not buying the 120 pound version this is where my question lies 120 pounds 120 pounds and you get full xp gain for life or until they decide to turn the servers off yeah pay 40 pounds and you get 100 xp for the first three years or something assuming that people play it after the third week yeah see but this is another thing and it's it, it goes back to the lawbreakers thing as well so Lawbreakers is jumping on this bandwagon that Overwatch has started. You know, and that's great. If you think you can make money doing that, you crack on. I'm all for that. Power I, to you. You found yeah. a model that works. But £120. I don't imagine, right? Imagine a year ago or a year and a half ago, you laid down sixty quid on the limited edition of Battleborn. Yeah. Imagine how fucking angry you are right now about that fact. Battleborn was the. Sh- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to go into it. We've done it before so many times. Yeah. But Battleborn just was. It was both rubbish and unlucky. Yeah, it was definitely. But when you're trying to force your way into this into this market by doing things like that not Battleborn but uh, like Lawbreakers and Fortnite it's worth noting I haven't played Fortnite yet I'm not talking about Fortnite in a what we've been playing kind of way I'm just having a rant because it you know we were looking at the store and the prices were making me angry see I've got friends or that I've got a actual friend that I know and imaginary friends of Xbox Liveness yeah. who own and play Fortnite. And I questioned them. I said, why are you playing Fortnite? You own Overwatch. And they said, because Overwatch is getting boring. Okay. Now, I'm not one to judge people, really, because I play FIFA every year, so I can't really say, you and know Destiny. what... And Destiny, you can't you can't really go. Oh yeah, I'm I'm bored of Overwatch, so I'm going to play Overwatch Lite. No, 
because I guess they are different games. And yeah, I suppose if you are bored of one, you can kind of just go, you know what, fancy something slightly different, but not entirely. Oh but, yeah, I don't, I don't have many issues with that. I just, I, it, it seems to me like the thing with Fortnite is that someone is literally standing there saying, buy this game or wait for it to be free. They're literally announcing it's going to be free at some point, and I, I don't. It's a business model I don't understand. I can't get my head around it. But yeah, I mean, I, I, like I say, I've not played Fortnite. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's worth a hundred and forty pound. I doubt it, but maybe. I, I don't know. I honestly don't. But uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Continuing my... on the idea of microtransactions and the, the the whole model of of things like that i'm guessing kind of that we're, we're on it it's just uh, just remembered reading something today is that fifa points so the the fifa fun bucks that you buy for like um a 1200 pack is like 79 us dollars no 12000 packs so 12000 fifa fun bucks is like 80 quid okay so one of those equates to approximately a sixth of a cent at that rate. Okay? Yeah. So that you, you can understand where I'm going with this. There are currencies in the world that are worth less than that. Yeah. Basically, there is an imaginary currency in order to do nothing but purchase packs... Not even packs of particularly decent value. Yeah. So, basically, you've got a chance of winning a player that you may almost consider adding to your team yeah. or just throwing in the trash. A single one of those currencies is worth more than a large portion of the world's actual money. <laughs> what the fuck, internet? Yeah. I don't, maybe I'm just getting old, mate. Maybe I just I prefer you know my games to be. I pay my money. I play my game. I don't want to pay anymore after that. Obviously DLC and expansions and things. You know that's different. That's actually adding to my game. Yeah. You know, in various degrees of quality dependent on the game. But you know, usually it will be adding to my game. But. I don't know. Let's talk about let's talk about something else you've played, mate. Because I, I don't want to. Let's know. go on to something slightly more positive. Subject, which was for me, and I say slightly more positive in the fact that it's not even remotely positive. And I played For Honor. <laughs> My God, I've had For Honor on rent from our choice game rental service, Boomerang Games, for. Yeah. I've I've had it for months, yeah. months, and it's actually got to a point where it would have been cheaper to buy for honor and not play it. <laughs> so I decided, you know what, fuck it, Ru- cut my lo- instead of just cutting my losses and sending it back, throw it in the disc tray and actually play it. Yeah. Forty-five minutes. That's that- all. That was all I managed to play for for honor. It, if it wasn't for the fact that it had a free weekend once to download it so I didn't even need to rent it but I downloaded it but never got around to playing it during the free weekend yeah. I wouldn't have already had it installed <laughs> it, 
it would have taken me longer to install this game than it would have been for me to get bored of playing it. Excellent. So, you might be wondering, why was it? Why did you not enjoy playing it? I mean, clearly, you know, maybe you just don't like that type of game. I like Dynasty Warriors games. I can't, you can't say that For Honor is not exactly my cup of tea because I like Dynasty Warriors games and games similar to that, where you're the the big badass and you've just got big waves of armies that you can just kill and they barely do any damage to you even if it doesn't matter how many of them there are. That is essentially a big portion of For Honor's gameplay. And then you move on to the combat between you and some random motherfucker from some random other country in the world <laughs> who is playing as one of the other people. Yeah. And considering the game's called For Honor... Nobody fights with any kind of semblance of honor. Of course they don't. Because that's not how you win. That's you not win how you play by games online, mate. You win by being the cheesiest motherfucker you can possibly be and doing nothing but walking up to people, hitting guard break and then punching them in the face with the back end of your sword until they get to a low enough point where you do one attack and kill them. Excellent. So it hasn't changed much from when I was beta testing it then. No, it literally is, oh, shit, if I hit this guy, he's going to counter me. I'll do a guard break, because you can't counter that. Oh, he's now completely open. I'll swing. Oh, look, he's now guarding again. I'll guard break. <laughs> it's literally down to whoever hits the guard break first wins. Yeah. Nah. It's just... I just gave up on it. So, I just couldn't keep playing it. So, There's were you playing single player, or were you playing online? Or both? Single, or? single player, and then I... I jumped into a single online game where I played, uh, I think it was doubles, I think it's it's not called doubles, but it was doubles it was okay. me and one other random dude versus two random dudes What was the uh, matchmaking like? How long did it take to get into a game? Not actually that long, okay. but the matchmaking is heavily flawed, because it's just Ubisoft's basic model of it's you versus and this guy, because you're in a roughly similar server kind of location you've both selected to the European server so you can play together versus these guys because you're also on the you've selected the European server yeah. even if you're not European and you just happen to select European server okay because you still end up with the rant the, the bastard like Americans who go yeah I'm going to choose the European server because that makes my ping really high yeah. and therefore people can't hurt me yeah that'll always be in games yeah yeah forever it's just but, it, it's I have this theory because when For Honor came out they, they announced Seasons mode in it and that, that Seasons were going to refresh every six weeks I think yeah and I just I got the, the problem was and I said this at the time and I think I might have even said it on the podcast you can't you can't plan for you know two or three years worth of multiplayer for a game from a company like Ubisoft who just forget about their stuff so quickly you know Throna came out and everybody moved on lightning fast and yet they planned you know weeks and months and years of seasons for the multiplayer I was just curious as to how well that panned out for them I can't say I noticed anything to do with the seasons but I did notice that they've got extra characters because it was three at the start you still can only choose one of three factions yeah but you've got extra factions to then actually play characters for. Okay. Anyone yeah. interesting in the... Because uh, who was it originally? It was Vikings, Samurais... No, and Knights. Knights. 
Yeah, now you get, uh, I want to say, like, legionnaires. It's like just Roman soldiers. Okay. Basically, Rise, son of Rome. Okay, in, fair enough. In Ubisoft form. Yeah. And Shinobi. Okay. So it's kind of more being as racist as possible, basically just more samurai. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you know, like, cavemen. No. Nothing exciting. It's just more disciplined knights and more just quick-based, speedy, lack of low-defense style yeah. others. Yeah, that's kind of, when I played, when I was beta testing it, apparently everybody just wanted to play as samurai because they beat the fuck out of you with samurai and that was it. Yeah. I was like, no, I want to be a Viking. Vikings are cool. Vikings are cool, but for some reason Except they've made... Team. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but Vikings are cool, but they made them slow and non-barbaric, which is like the opposite. They're basically just... Ev- they just made everyone be the same. Yeah. And instead of having like a rock-paper-scissors method, which would really work out really nicely for this game, they've uh, they've thrown in a, oh, let's just have these guys and these guys and these guys all be roughly the same, but we'll make these guys quicker. Yeah. But these guys have more armor. <laughs> Rather than having, oh yeah, Vikings beat knights and knights beat samurai and you know, samurai beat Vikings. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. It could have been good. And I really wanted it to be good because I really love the guy that developed it. But yeah, yeah, they they planned seasons kind of like how thinking, oh yeah, based off the hype of Rainbow Six Siege, then we can just go for seasons because Siege is going on for fucking strong. Oh this, yeah, there are. Uh, last time I looked, there are more people playing Siege now than there were on release. Yeah, so. it got really good word of mouth. Plus, it's got that uh, it's got that Counter Strike. Uh, ESL uh, thing going for it, isn't it? Oh yeah, there's there's a pretty decent esports following to it, and it's got its own like um, competitions and and shit like that, and you know clans and teams playing together, and a pretty decent online community. Yeah, it's not like any most other games where you play a game online and you kill a dude, and he just then sends you spam messages saying you know I fucked your mum, you know your your shit, your parents are dead, your your sister's a whore. Well, you know, your brother raped you when you were a baby and shit like that. Yeah, well, clearly the dude's been through my family history. Yep. Well, someone has to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, For Honor was basically a massive waste of time, money, and I'm really disappointed that I even considered keeping it for that long. <laughs> And I'm really annoyed with myself for the fact that it still exists inside my flat and it's not in the post already back to Boomerang where yeah. I can get the next game. Well, I mean, you're not the only one that's done that. I, uh, As some people will have noticed, at least 15 people, I think, noticed, I, I put out a tweet last week on the Character Unlocked Twitter feed with a poll so people could decide what I should be playing because, as per usual... I just I'm a completely indecisive dickhead. I just you know don't I never I literally I just look at I do it with films as well. You look at the pile and go, I've got loads to watch. I've got nothing to watch. This is why you get a dartboard and just you know throw darts at the, the at them and go yeah I'll do that one. Yeah. Or I put out a Twitter poll, and so a day before 
the Twitter poll ended, it really looked like I, well, I, my, the choices were finish fucking Prey because I, another game that I started and then didn't finish. Uh, continue on with my flagging Destiny career mm. and play Bloodborne or suggest something else, which no one did. Uh, no, 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 that's a lie. Your wife suggested something else. I, well, my wife suggested do housework. <laughs> that's not a game. Noise it is fun. if you're on if you if you have a Nintendo system. Well, yeah, I'm a grown up. <laughs> you get cooking, Mama. That's there we go. No. That's technically housework in but video I, game format. I cook anyway. Why would I want a game that where I do what I do normally? Uh, also, job simulator. I'm pretty this, sure there's a... exactly. This is literally like buying IT technician the game. <laughs> I'm good. That's what I do all fucking day. Imagine a game where all you do is Google the problem. So that is just my life. Yeah, exactly. And at the moment, I play a lot of games where I end up Googling the problem because it's like <laughs> it doesn't give you the information you need in the game. It's like, oh, well, fucking, how do I do this? Yeah. Oh, they could have explained that one. Yeah. So, yeah, so this, this Twitter poll went out and, and you know, a day before it was due to finish, it really looked like I was going to be playing Bloodborne something that I instantly regretted putting on that poll because I really don't want to start Bloodborne. Hilariously, because Bloodborne I have, I've had for three months sitting on the side by my PlayStation and it's a rental. The amount, is, the amount it's cost me to rent it, I could have bought the Game of the Year edition. Yep. <laughs> and still had change. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so I installed Bloodborne and then... I ended up, uh, it got to the end of the poll and the consensus was finish Prey. So do you know what I did? Did you finish Prey? I played Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Destiny is clearly the better game. Uh, it's debatable. It, Destiny <laughs> is the better experience to play with me than Prey is on well, your own. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Prey, I just... Even when I was, you know, it, the decision was made for me, I looked at it and went, uh, I can't be asked." Prey so, would have been all right to play if you were in a party with me and I could listen to you squealing at the, the shit that's going on on the screen. Well, this is kind of the problem I've got with Prey, and, and it's not the fact that it's a bad game, because it's not, but the problem was I thought it was a horror game, and it's not. Uh, so I kind of my expectations were completely different to what I actually got and now I'm just disappointed but yeah I, I ended up not playing Prey but it will probably be maybe if I get any time I might play it and try and finish it I've only got a couple of weeks so Agents of Mayhem and I'm really looking forward to Agents of Mayhem uh, but yeah the, the only other game I've played uh, since the last podcast was I finally dug in and played episode two of Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy. So Yay! I can confirm two things now that I've played episode two of Guardians of the Galaxy. It definitely, 100%, for sure, no doubt, is nothing to do with the films. Like, at all. I was pretty sure by the end of episode one... Uh, 
but I, I, I said to you on the, on the episode when we talked about it, it may just be waiting for something. It, it might just be, you know, the, the, something might happen in episode two now that we've got story going on. Uh, no. It's got nothing to do with the films. I can also tell you for sure, 100%, definitely, no doubt, that it's shit. dude I was so bored and I just it's not as bad as Game of Thrones but it is one of the worst telltale experiences yet for me I just the comedy isn't funny it just hits flat every time the story is boring the Decisions you make feel like they mean absolutely nothing. No, it's rubbish. And the problem is, I spent money on this fucking thing. Yes, you did. Now I have to finish playing it. Oh, you bought the season pass? I did, yes. Uh, yeah, that's probably your mistake. <laughs> it's, I bought that and Batman at the same time. Okay. And Batman was quite good. I quite Batman liked Batman. Batman was good. I like Batman was good. But, uh, but looking forward to Batman Part 2. Well, yeah, so this kind of rolls on to... I suppose we lied, really. There was news from last week, kind of, wasn't there? And that was... Telltale announced a few games at Comic-Con last year. True. Uh, last year? Last month. Last week? Last month? Most definitely not last year. <laughs> well, they probably might have done last year. Uh, they probably did announce stuff last year, yeah. They probably announced Guardians of the Galaxy. The bastards. Uh, so yeah, so this this year, this time around, they announced that we're going to get a new Batman it's called The Enemy Within, uh, which looks interesting. Just more Batman. I really, really, really liked Batman: The Telltale Series, so I will, you know, I'm in for that. I thought it was quite good. Looking forward to the progression of John. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, there are a couple of interesting characters. Uh, in the Batman series that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how we you know, how they move on. You want to know what I'm really hoping for? Go on I'm in. really hoping that John isn't actually the Joker. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I think that would be the best possible out that could be the best possible twist to that story would be although people are would be expecting. It. I mean, I clearly am expecting it. Yeah. Because it's too obvious for him yeah. to become the Joker yeah it does seem kind of a not very telltale thing to do doesn't it yeah so yeah we'll see but they also announced another Walking Dead series season but they did announce that it was going to be the last one yeah so yeah spoiler alert Clementine's definitely dying <laughs> <laughs> yeah how old's Clementine now I don't know 63 probably so, well, she was like 7 or something in the first game and then like yes. 14 or whatever the fuck in yeah. 2 I, 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 I don't know I, it's been a long time since I played season 1 and I really liked season 1 but I didn't like it enough to go back and play it again so I don't really remember season 2 was binned within half an hour of me starting and I never played uh, the extra ones. Yeah. 
or season three. So, Walking Dead. I, I guess once the last one is done, they will probably release a complete edition with all of them on disc. Probably. I would consider picking that up in the sale and just going through the whole lot. But until then, I'm I'm not interested. But of course, and this is the big one. Finally announced that we're getting a second season of The Wolf Among Us. Mm. And that I'm very excited about. Yeah. Very, 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 very. And the next time it goes on sale, I might pick up The Wolf Among Us on the Xbox to go through it again. That was a very cool game. I liked it a lot. I just. I, I loved The Wolf Among Us so much. It was actually one of the few games I've actually fully got all the achievements for. I played it through twice just so I could get all those other story bits. Yeah, you had to go back. It wasn't like all the other Telltale games where you could just do the game and you get yeah. the achievements. You actually had to do things in The, the Wolf Among Us. The only downside to The Wolf Among Us having to play through twice was that I made those choices that I made based on the fact that that's the choice that I wanted to make at the time because that's what I thought that Big B would do at the time. Yeah. Going through and making the opposite choice for some of those to get us to get the achievement kind of felt wrong. Yeah, I, 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 I feel the same kind of way about games like Dishonored, where you have a good and a bad playthrough, and you, you pick the way you want to play in your first one, and then to go against how you would usually play or how you would act in real life, just kind of it always feels a bit weird. Yeah. Which is why, actually, last time, uh, when I'd done this on a 2, I started off with my lethal playthrough and ran through it. Literally, I didn't do any achievements, I didn't do nothing, I just ran through with my bad playthrough, just killed everybody and got to the end of the game, and then sat and enjoyed my uh, my non-lethal playthrough. And, you know, if we have achievements like that again for The Wolf Among Us 2, I'll probably do it that way around, just so it ends on a high note for me instead of ends on me going... Oh, for fuck's sake, really? Uh, it's similar with uh, Infamous, where they gave you a playthrough as good guy, playthrough as bad guy. Yeah. Or good karma, bad karma, whatever it was. Yeah, it was karma in Infamous, wasn't it? Yeah. And playing through on good karma was made the uh, the final boss that much easier on the higher difficulties. Yep. Because healing. Yep. Versus yeah. the Mass Effect original trilogy, the Shepard trilogy, where it was... Uh, good cop, bad cop, space cop, basically, and it didn't make a difference to... The only difference it made was how you played as the, how you perceived the character of Shepard in the, the role-playing aspect, but it didn't make a difference to the overall decisions that you were making in the story. You, if you were being the bad guy, you knew what you were doing. If you are playing as the good guy, you knew what you were doing, but you didn't have to go through again and play the opposite because it didn't give you any difference. No. The, the choices that you make that were made differences were, well, picking where the characters were alive, which characters were alive. Yeah. And you don't need to be good or bad to decide that. And it didn't say, oh, keep this guy alive and then get an achievement for keeping the other guy alive. No. Because whichever one you chose to keep alive was usually the one that you wanted to keep alive every time, regardless of how you're playing it male, yeah. female, good, bad, lesbian, straight. Yeah. I think that that's the, the kind of difference though, isn't it? Because like, with Mass Effect it's it's a proper full-on RPG. Whereas games yeah. like uh, Dishonored or Deus Ex or Infamous 
while they might be open or semi-open world, they're still relatively linear. Yeah. So, you know, you have a set path, and no matter what you want to do, you know, in two hours you'll be killing somebody, or in three hours you'll be running away from somebody. It hasn't got that RPG element to it. But they add choices for the sake of adding choices for a lot of them. Yeah. Or in in the case of and main reason I'm really pissed off with Deus Ex, the latest one, was giving you a choice that if you select one of them, you're guaranteed to get an alert. And if you're playing on an alert and a, a playthrough where you're trying to get no alerts, it's forcing you to make the other choice. Yeah, I do. But discovering it after the second playthrough of trying to do that one mission and realize and finding out afterwards. Yeah, see, Deus Ex done that previously, didn't it? With its, with the last with Human Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the that's the, the previous uh, one, wasn't it? So when you got the when you had the opportunity to go and get your chip changed. Yeah. And if you did that, you pretty much fucked the rest of your playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was no two ways about it because it fucked you completely fucked you uh, I was I was kind of glad that I went no I'm not doing that like, I had a really good experience with Human Revolution just because I made the decision not to do that you know, and yeah. out of blind luck it didn't ruin my fucking game <laughs> yeah but that was really brilliantly done though because it was the whole oh yeah there's loads of glitches and it's like oh yeah if you uh, you get this chip all the glitches will stop and it's like oh okay maybe yeah. Maybe it's a good idea. Do you know why I didn't choose, why I didn't go and get the glitch, the oh, no. the fix, the the chip? I forgot. <laughs> Straight up, I was literally just wandering through, and I remember seeing the notification to go change to get the chip change. Yeah. In the in it, and I was just like, oh cool, yeah, I'll do that after I do this mission first. Did yeah. that, did a mission, did another one quickly, quick side quest. Yeah. And then went to the uh, the thing, and it said, this is the point of no return. You can't go back once you leave. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I've got nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then after pressing that, I was like, oh shit! I'm supposed to change the, the the glitchy chip thing for the for the good one. Yeah. And then later found out that when you know the final boss pushed the button, I was like, oh. Yeah. Cool. Didn't fuck myself over. No. And again, the thing with like with Mankind Divided was I got lucky because I I didn't get any alerts up to the end. I just. I fucked myself at the end because I, I got frustrated with the boss fight and ended up just blowing him up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was. I, I quite like games like Dishonored. I know you you don't like them, you know, but Dishonored's system it is it, karma or whatever you want, a chaos system is called in Dishonored. Actually, yeah. I really like, and it's not because it's not just well, it is binary. It's good or bad, you know, but. The entire world changes depending on what you do. So, and down to little things as well. What was really cool, uh, and obviously it's Dishonored 2, so I won't spoil it, and I obviously won't go into great detail because I talked about it the other week and I don't want to talk about it again, really. Uh, but you have one guy where the non lethal option is to basically make him a complete imbecile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you grab him and you stick him in this thing and you he goes from being a genius to a complete imbecile in two minutes and that's your non-lethal takedown because now he's not this evil genius he can't invent things that kill everybody he can barely tie his shoelaces exactly now he could he could barely drool out of his mouth and get the drool to hit the floor exactly now 
six hours later, ten hours later, dependent on how long it took you to play and how much dicking around you did. I was wandering around around another mission, and I'm in a little cubby hole trying to sneak in somewhere else. And there's a book in there, and I, the, the law with Dishonored is amazing. And someone has spent easily months putting this law together, and writing little excerpts to put in books for you to collect. And you don't get achievements for it, nothing. It's just a joy to read. And I ended up in this little cubby hole, and there was a book, and I picked it up, and I, I, I was reading about how the world changed because suddenly this evil genius was no longer a genius. I was like, oh, I'd done that. That was fucking awesome. But what I want to do now is I want to go pl- go through and just kill him and see what happens. I want to see what happens to that story. I want to see if that book changes. Because literally the entire world, you know, the code throughout the entire game is changed dependent on what you do. And that is the kind of uh, good and bad system I like. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a more... It's like if you, you play through that ideal and have like a, a time travel mechanic type game where it's... Uh, Oh, you go back in time and you change this one simple little detail here and suddenly this guy didn't then fall into a puddle and then realise that he wanted to create waterproof shoes. Yeah. And therefore, from now on, there's no waterproof shoes or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which Dishonored 2 actually has a thing, that a little section that does that. You really need to play Dishonored. I do! <laughs> it's... It's on my radar. Problem is, is, I played the first one. I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't. Fu- it wasn't fun for me. No, I, I mean number two is literally it's more of the same. So if you didn't enjoy one, you probably won't enjoy two. So it's, I mean, it's pointless. It's entirely possible I hit Dishonored at a time when I was at a gaming funk, and but the problem with I, it is, it's not a game you can run through quickly, even if you want to, because it yeah. it's it's so the, the world is so convoluted. Once you know it. Like literally, I could sit you on, you know, I could sit in a party with you and talk you through it, and you could finish it in about six to eight hours. Yeah. But if you even, you know, even considered exploring another little, you know, well, what happens if I go left here? The world is so big, and there are so many options, especially when it comes to killing or not killing people. Yeah, it, it's, it's a. I personally, I think it's a wonderful little world to spend time in. And I'm really looking forward to because it, it's only a couple of weeks or a few weeks till the the expansion, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Oh yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I know all about convoluted and huge open world areas and massive games that you can. It's like first playthrough, sixty hours. Yeah. And then for me now, Mass Effect is every playthrough is less than ten. Yeah. Because I know exactly what I'm doing and where I'm going at all times. Yeah. I don't have. I don't even think about it anymore. I could probably find my way around most of the uh, the galaxy map with my eyes fucking closed. Yeah. Just know exactly where individually how long I have to hold the thumbstick to the right and down to find a galaxy cluster and then move to the right star system. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. I. I really. I. I will sing Dishonored's praises to absolutely everybody. So. Yeah. I'm. 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 I am looking forward to spending more time playing that but why are we talking about Dishonored I was talking about The Wolf Among Us yeah and <laughs> and even then that was only a brief news yeah. on the, the, the what you were playing this week but it's only because Prey literally my, my Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 
Telltale series episode two, my entire thing to say about it was it it's crap, and if it wasn't for the fact that I have you know OCD and would hate to have something on my machine that's not finished, I would probably ignore it if I could. But I think I think that's all the games I've been playing, mate. Yeah, I mean, I've got one more to drop in, and this is going to be a very quick mention, I hope. Go on. But it's got a nice little a little story of complete and utter annoyance and hilarity, which was, this weekend, I played Titanfall 2, the little new horde mode of the Frontier Defense. Oh, yeah. So... When me and Brooker planned out a nice little evening of Saturday gaming, and we were thinking, what should we play? What have we both got that we can both play at the same time together? And it turned out to be Destiny. Before that, however, we decided, you know what? Let's see. Let's check the EA Access Vault. See if Titanfall 2 has gone up, because the new game mode's available. Fuck it. Let's see if we can play it. Remembering two weeks ago on the podcast, we had spoken about Titanfall 2 going into the vault by the end yes. of the month. Yes. <laughs> so, I, after Saturday of not being able to play Titanfall with with uh, Brooker, I decided on Sunday to play with my uh, buddy Dunny before he went off to work to, to fire up Titanfall 2 because, fuck it, I really wanted to play Titanfall 2 after talking about it so much. And it, it's still big game of the year for me. Yeah. So, fired it up. On it, put it on, and in the top right hand corner of the firing up, I see a notification saying Titanfall 2 free this weekend for Frontier Defense. <laughs> Excellent. So, after all that, and realizing we couldn't play it together because Titanfall 2 wasn't available to play on EA Access, so we decided against playing it. I then played it less than 20 hours later. And it was actually free the entire time if you were playing Frontier Defense. Yeah. Which was the game mode we actually probably would have ended up playing. Yeah, absolutely. But Frontier Defense is exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's literally you start the start the game off and you get initial wave. It's you and three allies that you pick up. So you sort your class out. At the moment I'm running around with the 201 uh, assault rifle. Yeah. And a grappling hook. As cool. my as my thing, and you know, typical grenade setup and the charge beam to shoot titans. Yeah. First wave is a fuck ton of grunts, and then, and I mean a fuck ton. I'm talking like a hundred plus grunts. <laughs> he actually comes up on the right hand side of the screen. What's in what's in each wave, and it's like a hundred yeah. grunts, thirty spectres or so, and maybe a titan at the end. Yeah. And then at the end of wave one you get access to the armory so you can then buy extra defense stuff so you can get amped weapons you can get arc uh, mines that just sit permanently and damage uh, titans and specters and reapers as they come through Yeah. Uh, you can get uh, a turret a couple of other things you know basic just and you spend cash that you earn through the through doing the waves after killing enemies and yeah. you get bonus cash at the end for completing the wave for not dying for being the MVP and for you get an extra load more for no one in the team dying. Okay. Which in wave one, pretty easy to do. Yeah. Then wave two happens and you get access to your titans and suddenly the number of grunts drops down to less than 20. 
the number of spectres jumps up, the number of reapers jumps up, and suddenly you're up against five titans instead of one. Oh, excellent. Wave three, you end up with like 20 plus titans, 20 plus, like 40 plus reapers, and like only maybe 10, 15 spectres. But they then split the titans down into different classes, so you end up with nuke titans, mortar titans, arc titans regular titans and then by the end of wave 5 you're up against like 100 enemies and 70 of them are titans bloody hell it gets very fucking insane very <laughs> fucking quickly <laughs> excellent so it's fi- I mean, it's finally gone onto the vault now so I have, yeah. it, I have it installed and ready to go I just now need to find some time to play yeah and then to the end of the story is literally just that we happen to see that on Monday so the last day of the month yeah. right after me and Brooke had completely finished with any time to play together Titanfall 2 is now free at the EA Access Vault <laughs> because life is just that much of a bitch yep I, I mean if that's your biggest problem I think we're doing alright yeah, but still, it's a pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> all that, mu- all that complaining and whining and trying to play together this weekend to yeah. play a game that we both really wanted to play. I mean, we both ended up really enjoying playing Destiny together. Yeah, but the fact that Titanfall Two was a possibility the entire time, and then they held off, they made it free for a weekend to play Frontier Defense, and then just made it free completely that soon as the the free play weekend ends. Yeah, it's just just complete and utter EA in a nutshell. Oh, it's it's, it's 100% marketing nonsense. That's what it's for, because very quickly, so so Monday, uh, Titanfall 2 became available on the vault. Tuesday, the Titanfall 2 Ultimate Bundle was available to buy on Xbox One, which is, I don't know, it's a load of camos and things for your guns or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't much care. I got it for free. Well, I got it in my EA Access thing, so... Yeah. You know, I'll stick with that. Yeah. Fucking... But it was good. It was, you know, it's worth worth playing. Worth playing, worth downloading. It's essentially free, but it's something like that. You know, I mean, it's it's not exact, It's not an issue in the slightest, and the fact that stuff's free is brilliant, but it's things like that are the reason to why, for some reason, EA were being voted as, like, the worst company in the world. Yeah was because fans of other companies were like, oh yeah, EA's terrible because they'll give you this for free but won't tell you about it. And then once the free weekend's over they'll actually give you the game for free yeah. completely because it's like it's, but not until, you know, enough of the days pass through. Cause, yeah. I mean, they didn't. I didn't know that Titanfall 2 was free, otherwise we'd have played it. Yeah. And then throughout the entirety of Monday, so between the free day ending at midnight on Sunday to 6pm on Monday when Titanfall 2 went free on the vault yeah. people would have paid whatever the mo- the money was because they'd have gone oh yeah Titanfall 2 was great I love playing Frontier Defense I'm going to buy the game when it goes live tomorrow Yeah. boom they buy the game and then within 4 hours it's free Yeah. but there's a reason to why Microsoft has the self-service yes it's like, <laughs> you've just spent Spent all 45 that quid buying a game that then went free an hour later. Yep. Yeah. But that's why they. But it's it's not like it's a problem because EAX is only available on Microsoft. Yeah. So Microsoft having the self-service refunds, problem solved. 
you just refund your 40 notes and got a game for free at the end of it. Yeah. If you've got EA access. Yeah. So yeah. Annoying, but yeah, can't moan too much. I've got it installed now. No, you can play Frontier Defense, which is a lot of fun. And again, if you have a a moment to spare to play, shoot me a message. I'll do everything I can to play Titanfall 2 with you. Yeah, man. We'll be good. And anyone else who's listening, if they you know want to play Titanfall 2, I'm more than happy to drop everything and play it. I love it. Yeah, it is a lot of fun actually. When I when I played it when it first came out, I spent a, a bit of time in the multiplayer. Really, really quite liked it. Yeah, is that us done? Yep, that's us done. Just recommendations. Um, yeah. Cool. You got a recommendation, then, mate? Yeah. Strangely enough, I'm going to recommend Titanfall 2. Cool. Currently free in the EA Access Vault. Cool. Uh, I will recommend from yesterday, so from Tuesday. Uh, obviously, yesterday was the 1st of August, so all the new PS Plus and Games for Gold stuff started rolling around, and one of the best games about a man running around in a dressing gown killing people is now free on PlayStation Plus. It's the what was an expansion to Black Flag, and is now a standalone small game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry is available for free on PS4 and is very good yeah I really enjoyed that expansion and it was not but it was not worth the the Assassin's Creed Black Flag uh, season pass to get that one bit of story DLC no but I mean as per the way as it always was I bought the season pass for Assassin's Creed when I bought the game so I got it anyway uh, but that was on PS3 because I bought Black Flag on PS3 so mm. I'll, I'll run through it again I liked Freedom Cry was really good actually it was a lot of fun yeah Black Flag as a whole was a lot of fun yeah I actually convinced the guy I sit next to at work that Black Flag was probably the best of the Assassin's Creed games that and Syndicate probably fight it out for me I really liked Syndicate I, you know I loved Syndicate but it wasn't Black Flag as Fair fun enough. as Evie was to play with Jacob was not cool enough to meet Kenway. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, I think that's us more or less done. One last bit of business, I suppose, before we go. Uh, I suppose we could have said this bit in the news, really, because it is kind of news, although it's not gaming news, it's us news. So this will be the last episode of Character Unlock that is going to be on the Failed Critics podcast feed. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on how quickly I pull my finger out of my ass and actually get on with some work. But I'm hoping that by the time this episode goes up, or very soon after, uh, your podcast app of choice will have a character unlock feed available for you to subscribe to. So... Obviously, I know a lot of the people that listen to us are also Foul Critics fans. That's great. Uh, please feel free to follow us over to Character Unlock on iTunes and Google and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and it's not that any, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong. We've not fallen out with the Foul Critics guys. You know, we're still you know with them. I still write and podcast for them a lot. It's just we are you know we're taking over a lot of their feed and it, it, this became apparent very quickly over E3 when we broke the Foul Critics feed by spamming it with our shit 
Yay. So, you know, this isn't a failed experiment. You know, this, you know, the experiment that was Character Unlock seems to be going well. Where, you know, we counted it up today, including our E3 stuff. We're on 30 episodes. We've been going for almost a year. So, about time we up and, you know, start doing stuff on our own. So, the, the plan will be, like I say, hopefully, will be to edit this podcast, get it sent off to Mr. Hughes so he can put it up on Valkyrie's, and hopefully, let's say by the end of the weekend, uh, there will be an, an iTunes and hopefully Google Play feed for Character Unlock with all of our previous episodes on and then from there on our new episodes will only appear on there with a little bit of luck and a fair amount of work Here's hoping that some of the people who listen to us actually listen right the way to the end to get this kind of information rather than just going, oh, Character Unlock stopped showing up on the failed critics feed Well, I will for sure be uh, spamming the, the Twitter and Facebook feeds once the, the feed is up you know there are a few things that we can do with the podcast supply or the podcast host that we've chosen so we can stream directly through Facebook I, I don't know what a video podcast is but apparently we have the ability to do that I'm sure that's just a YouTube video but I don't know a you know. podcast mm-hmm. I'm not calling it that um, I will. I'm just not. No, you won't. Every time you say video podcast, I'm going to repeat with vodcast. And every time you do that, I'm going to edit over the word vodcast with something really, really offensive. Okay. I don't vodcast. know what. I don't know what yet. <laughs> but it's going to be something really bad. Like you'll actually regret ever saying vodcast. And now you've said vodcast, so fuck you. <laughs> I will find something. Damn it. But yeah, that will be. Uh, it's a bit. It's it's completely bizarre because obviously we we do this for fun, you know. We we don't get paid for this. We have you know actual jobs, you know. It we do this because it's a laugh and it's good to chat games with your mates. And it's awesome, but it's still a little bit kind of nerve wracking putting all this stuff together. Like I've been working on it for the last few days, getting everything ready, and just the more I think about it, the more I think things could go horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah I'm sure it'll be fine it'll be fine the day we discover that no one actually likes us well yeah this is true so we get sad and we end up not leaving the house or something yeah and podcasting more <laughs> <laughs> about other things completely irrelevant not even video games like washing powder and stuff like that exactly is that what you want people out there <laughs> So yeah, I, I mean, obviously plans in the future will be, you know, we, you know, if people want to suggest things we should be doing, please go ahead. We may not listen to you, but if it's a good idea, we might. We'll see. Uh, you know, all up in the air a bit. Phase one is our own podcast feed. Phase two will be figuring out things from there. So hopefully, if we're really lucky and I've got the energy and the inclination the next episode will be on the Character Unlocked podcast feed (laughs) until that fateful day my friend where can people find you between now and the next episode 
people can find me on Twitter as. <clears throat> Sorry. Did you forget your Twitter handle for a second now? No, I just started choking on thin air. Okay. Uh, it's the John underscore CU, and on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver. Cool. You can find me as always on Twitter. I'm at Brooker four one one, and yeah, writing and podcasting still with Fail Critics. I think I will be forever. Uh, yeah, and you can find us. At, we are we're Character Unlocked. We're on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, all at Character Unlocked. So we're pretty easy to to find if you want to find us. And if you don't want to find us in any of those places, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Stuff. Stuff. Hopefully something will have fucking happened that we can talk about. Uh, Hopefully games. Hopefully games will have happened. Fingers crossed. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I think that's us done then, mate. Say goodnight, John. Good night, John. Character Unlock was presented by Andrew Brooker and John Miller, with music provided with permission from Miracle of Sound from the track A Dog's Life. Character Unlock is recorded for failed critics and is a part of the failed media network of podcasts, along with Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights and the Failed Critics Film Podcast. And you can check us out at failedcritics.com or find us on Twitter at Character Unlock. Thanks for listening. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, so no news. We'll just crack on into it. Who's hosting today? I think it's your turn. Or it's Maya's turn, apparently. Okay, apparently it's Maya's go. Sorry. Are Are you all done? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking hell are all your teeth still in after that Sorry? have you still got all your teeth after that yeah. is there a hole in the wall now are you still making a cake have you just sneezed all over someone's cake no, <laughs> <laughs> planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.